Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast. I'm Mike, we got Max, we got Shane, and we're all together in person. Last couple have been Zoomies, mm. but now here we are, back together in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. What's going on, fellas? Feels good. Guys, I don't feel good. I'm what? sore. Oh, no. I was playing uh, in a flag football league, and I, I feel like I like hurt my leg. I was trying to juke a little too quick. How'd you get in this league? You've been mentioning <laughs> it a lot lately. I in thought it was just a one-off. League. Yeah, uh, my friend Eli, uh, my child, you know, my childhood buddy Eli, okay. he, he started this like co-ed seven on seven football league. Seven I, of course, am the quarterback of the team. I was just going to say, because uh, you were talking about you were proud of yourself for throwing a long pass. Yeah, we won the first game. I was so pissed off. We lost last night against a team that we shouldn't have lost to. Um, but, you know, uh, you'll. You play next week and you, you hope you're better. But uh, but I'm very sore. And I was kind of thinking about getting older. And I know Mike just had a basketball injury. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and I don't like the idea of succumbing to, to age. You go, oh, now that we're this age, oh, aches and pains. Whenever you hear any old person going, I'm like, shut up. That's not real. And now here we are. And I guess it's kind it's of real. real. Why is that? Okay. But is that because we just aren't as active? I think it's because we're not as active anymore. That, I talked I, to a guy yesterday who hey, was, We had recess yeah. every fucking day. And we were just yeah. running yes. around. At ten fifteen for fifteen minutes, like crazy people, and then again at two thirty, and we just did that every single day. Mm -hmm. I don't think we'd be in as a rough shape as we are. Well, this was the conversation I was having. This guy is very in shape, dude. Mm -hmm. uh, you know him, Joe. Hell yeah, he's, he's a good basketball player. He's forty five years old though. I don't think he would care that I share that. But uh, <laughs> he he was talking about basketball, and I go, I, my body is like ruined. I haven't played in probably over a year. And I go, am I ruined because I haven't played in a year? Or am I ruined because I'm about to be 40? And he said that it's just because I haven't played in a long time. I think and he it. said it happens to him. But once you get in the habit of playing, your body gets over it. Yeah, I think if the, you know, kids are just running around all the time. We just don't run around enough. A hundred percent. And also a thing that happened was, if this gets to the point about sort of repetition and doing something and being conditioned to it, is it's like the pandemic I didn't touch a basketball for almost like three years. Like I, I can count on my hand. I got two times I hooped in sort of that space. And then we hooped on Sunday and yeah, Dan Hamilton. Don't let, say we, well, I, I, <laughs> I had three plays and then I had I to heard sit you on the sideline. for 30 seconds. Yeah. I, got, I was in the game for 30 seconds. And then Dan <laughs> Hamilton, basically I kind of <laughs> lost him on a switch. Right. So he got the ball down low. Dan, our friend is a big boy. He's the big galoot. It was strong <laughs> as fuck. Dan, by the way. And Mike, he, by the way, Dan, yeah, not to interrupt, is, is wearing compression <laughs> socks. Like he's decked out. I don't know if he was wearing a headband, but no. he looked like a guy who plays ball like every day of his life. I dress um, like Joe. Actually. He came in with a 24 pack of Gatorade, like <laughs> for everyone. It just looked like, oh my God, I'm not ready to play with Mike because you looked too I'm prepared. I'm so excited. 
I was so excited. It's so good. and I actually thought it was the first play, but you basically got judo chopped or something yeah. in the chest and it did not look severe. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm out. I don't know if I can play. <laughs> and it felt performative and jokey. Yeah. Kind of like how people are making fun of uh, Anthony Davis right now for the, going the down to chair. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you actually didn't come back to play in the game. Well, what happened was, yeah, so I was excited for this game. So we put this game on because our good friend Shane, like he said, is about to be 40, mm-hmm. but he's going on a big trip uh, with Alex, his <laughs> wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you were there, Max. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so, we, and Shane's like a low key guy. He's like, I don't want a big birthday. You know, we sit back to back at the office and I feel like I know you pretty well. You're one of my best friends in the world. And I felt like it was like, you didn't want anything. You didn't want something that you'd have to feel like pressure, but I was like, what's something low key that you can just show up to and you would enjoy. And I was like, let's just play some hoops. So I was trying to set up some hoops and then maybe a drink or two after some food or whatever. So worked with Alex, sort of coordinated a time that would work. It moved from a Monday night thing, which Max was going to be at. Uh, you were. He was. I he was, was available yeah, for money. Oh, wow. And he helped with the gym, get the basketball gym. Oh, so he thank was, you he very was much. Yes. Stuff, yeah. No, that was, he was, that he was, he was involved. Good. So, and he was excited to come and then he couldn't come because it was ended up being on the Sunday. Long story long, I was very excited for this basketball game. Uh, I had these hilarious compression like leggings that I'd never used. I think I had them for like running. Danica got me them for running right, right before the pandemic and they they sat in my <laughs> for closet. running i was like kind of jogging for a bit and i was saying that i wanted like because i was going to be jogging in the fall so she was like here you can wear these when you jog or whatever and this the the socks they help with uh circulation it's not socks they're like they're like leggings they're like what they were what you were seeing me wearing is like um long johns and they help with circulation i don't know what they do they oh, okay <laughs> but because but i never cool. knew i only knew people like in their 60s who wear them taking flights like Dwayne wade wears them like you see oh. like hoopers like the compression leggings everybody yeah, you know I what i'm talking them. about oh so like Except it's like how iverson wears uh, exactly okay for like the legs okay. so i had these things that i was going to use to run <laughs> in the fall i like to run deep on this uh and so i showed up in my basketball outfit i just like i'd had a shower so my hair was kind of wet and back so like i did roll in with the gatorade for everybody ready to go third play in the game dan hamilton i, I I lose him on a switch. I go to like try and like hit the ball, but he comes up so hard with his elbow oh, into yeah. right on like right on, like at the top of my rib, which has been hurt before. And he knocked the wind completely out of me. So I was like <laughs> doing that thing where I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. I have to like walk around in circles on the court. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I can't breathe. And I'm like, whatever. Psycho tags back in for me. And then I go and sit on the, uh, the sidelines and I'm kind of just seeing if I can like move. But every time I like go to like run or I, it's just like, it wins me again, like on mm-hmm. my whatever. I don't know what he did to my rib or bruise something, but this gets to the whole thing about age. And it's like, yeah. you don't recover like you used to mm. recover. Like I remember when we used to play at the Grange, like I like jammed my finger about as bad as you can jam it. And I stayed in the mm-hmm. game. I can't yeah. imagine doing that now. It's just like, do you have a goal though, to get back in a game shape? Now, do you have to be like, you know, by the time I turn 45, I'm going to be like Joe Amio. I'd like to, but like, where did, like, it's, you got to find the time. You got to find a run. Then you got to make sure you're available for that run. Yeah. Like, like, you know, what do you, like, you know, you're in a flag football league, but it's like, I know, but it's even, like a, that's even kind of hard. You're like a time millionaire though compared yeah. to us with kids and I shit. just joined a league you today, did, right shocking. before. Oh, yeah. the one on, uh, from Ferg? Yeah. Tuesday night. Oh, four he sent four. me that. Maybe, could we be on the same team? This is uh, a They're having thing. captains and they're picking people. They don't want teams. Uh, we were going to yeah. do a Hamilton team, which you uh, could have been a part of, but he I, doesn't want that to happen. Fuck Ferg. He's anyway. making it random. Moving anyway, I, this league, I was just like, there's no way I can do Tuesday nights and stay in the city. But yeah, anyway, it was, it was what did you think of the bat? Did you have a good time? I did. Yes, it yeah. was fun. Yeah, uh, that's all that matters. It felt weird, though, because we it was me... John Popolis and Dan, no, and uh, Psycho yeah. against Matt McPeak, who's very good, mm-hmm. AJ, who's very good, mm-hmm. and Dan Hamilton, who's very strong. And um, <laughs> obviously, like, hey, Michael may never play again. But <laughs> I'm still the, in pain. They were shooting like 80, 90% from the field. Wow. And I, like, I forgot how to play defense, and they murdered us the first two games. So then Popolis and I had a little sidebar, and we go, like, we're tired. We haven't played in a long time. But let's just play like our life depends on it. <laughs> and let's see if we can win a game and uh, like pretend we're young again. So I just got in that mentality. <laughs> and then we won 11 to 2. Wow. wow. Then I was having a lot of fun. And of course, the first two games, Mike is filming, like trying to put up a little clip of us playing well, but he can't get a clip of me playing well. I was it's like impossible. Because it's Shane's birthday. Oops, I was like, I need to get a good clip of Shane doing something that I'm going to put on the Insta mm-hmm. thing. So the third game, I'm like smoking people. I'm doing all my stupid little <laughs> tricky shit. It's everything's going in. And I look at Mike and you're just like on your phone <laughs> eating Reese's cups. I'm like, pull out the fucking camera, man. Like, 
a full game. You didn't film anything. Oh, man. Well, I, I mean, at that point, I disengaged. I was just waiting until we went to the brewery for some yeah. pizza and watching uh, hoops. The, the Philly game was on. But, uh, but yeah, I have that competitive bug back and I just want to be able to play offense and defense because nice. I'm at right now I'm at the fitness level of like I have to choose one to play <laughs> yeah that was me in football I was just quarterback and then as soon as we went back on defense I'm like all right someone else come in for me yeah you know, it was kind of fun but um all right what else is going on guys new I, music is going yeah. on yeah so yeah the song is called laundry pile and it's coming out uh by the time this episode drops it'll be out wait so, the, the song's not Songs on out right now. I thought you just came up with it. No, it's a so, teaser. Oh, it's a, it's teaser. a teaser. There's so many right. different parts to a song roll these days. It's kind of exhausting because the You're TikTok, phase one. We're in phase one because gotcha. the TikTok teaser sound could be pivotal to the success of the song yes. once right. it actually drops on streaming. Big consideration. But you don't want it to be too popular because if people catch a wind of it and they can't find it on Spotify, then that's not good. Anyway, this is stupid shit. So I think it's interesting probably for industry people or young musicians listening. I, I like these kind yeah, of details. Well, so it's, and we pride ourselves in doing a good job with marketing anything that we do. Um, and this is a decidedly softer song. So we're not like leading with like a sports anthem or some of that, you know, normally like our will come out and try to punch you in the mm -hmm. face with like but a you big had old that campfire song. album, right? So yeah. your fan base is a little bit used to that. Yeah, And I think yeah. they like that sort of acoustic side to us. And also like, at least my algorithm on TikTok is a lot, a lot of singer songwriter music. And it feels like that kind of music. I, we, we, we played the record to a bunch of people at the, we have a, it's a full record, by the way. So You're it's not just one song. You very secretive about this listening party, by the way, on the last episode. Oh, yeah. So we so we had a big listening party for everybody share. on the team. How'd it go? It was it was awesome. So by the time this episode's out, uh, everyone will know that there's a full record. And the song is called Laundry Pile. The record's called Laundry Pile. And we played it for our team. We invited people from Live Nation and other partners that we work with all the time. And it's a, it's a very much like Campfire Chords in that it's stripped back um, it's a lot more sort of singer songwriter, and, but it's all new, 10 new original songs. It's not like covers of previous songs that we put out. And our, our one friend, Eric was like, I don't know if this is like my favorite Arkell's record, uh, but it's going to be the record I listen to the most. And I thought that was sort of interesting because it's the kind of music and you, you could put folklore or the Lumineers or Mount, Mount Joy, that kind of music that you just kind of put on while you're doing other stuff. Background mm -hmm. music. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you're the ultimate promo guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think it's like intimate. And if you're in the mood for, to, to kind of get into Ooh. the lyrics. Oh, the lyrics. <laughs> not sexually oh, okay. intimate. Um, is there a song on the album that would be good for getting sexual? <laughs> is there? I don't think so. Mm. I think More the like one kind of got me in the mood a little bit. Like not necessarily the, the record. Too, yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I liked um, it a lot. And actually, I want to give a shout out for our listeners to Shane because. Uh, big influence I, on this album. Big, <laughs> honestly, big influence on the record. Um, I remember back in the fall, I was sending you some stuff. I was like, oh, I'm just kind of working on stuff just for myself. And it's pretty bare bones, acoustic-y kind of music. And Shane was like, Max, I think these are good songs and I like them, but I think you can be even more honest and you can be more specific. And that is going to be the best kind of version of this, this type of song. And so that night I wrote, uh, I started writing laundry pile, which is the song that we're leading with and what the record's called. So it's very so it's, cool. So thank you very much. I've affected history, music history. You have. No, seriously. That's cool. With, and I think it goes to show like the power of an assignment too, like, a, the power of a creative assignment. Cause I was like, and I still, I am very happy with all the songs on the record, but the centerpiece is definitely laundry pile. And if you hadn't said, Hey, like be more specific. Yeah. You know? And I, and then I was like, okay, here's a challenge. And then I just, you know, just wrote it that night and I, I have the demo on my phone. Yeah. I was like, uh, I was inspired by Mike through uh, his experience and when Mike was a songwriter. So I was like, oh, this really worked for Mike. So do that thing that Mike did. So, which was it, just being very specific. Yes, about, exactly. You know, somebody cares about um, oh, I, yeah. I had that one, yeah, the one song. But um, when people are at a listening party, yeah. What's the etiquette on where to look? Oh, th this is a great question because we thought a lot about this. So it was in this listening room at Universal Music, which is in Liberty Village. And they have a room where they host events there all the time. Like uh, Louis Capaldi was there and Feist did a listening did session. Did we do a, uh, did I host a, a thing for a whiskey tasting with you guys there? 
I think we talked about this for air miles. It, it wouldn't have been built there. That might've been at the live nation lounge or something. Oh, like that. yeah. that's what that was. How many whiskey tastings are you hosting? Mike, where you can't remember <laughs> this is my second <laughs> business. That? Yeah. It's my second career. Go so on. we, um, so the album artwork, we can get into this more and closer to the, the release date, but it's from Andrew Scott, who's the drummer of Sloan and he's an amazing painter. Love so Sloan. we brought the piece in and kind of lit it up. Like it was a gallery. So that was the first thing we did. We're like, okay, we want this. Some people can look at something. It's just going to be this like three by three foot, beautiful painting of a laundry machine on fire on the beach. That's number one. Number two, we printed out lyric sheets because one of my favorite Ooh. things to do, especially as a kid, I was buying albums just to read along to the lyrics as the song goes. And so we had these, so Ash like put together these really like, like lyric books. And we told everyone, you're not allowed to be on your phone. And everyone should just read along. And then the last thing that Mike D thought about was like, what if we gave everyone pens and people could just make notes and because they have to hand back the lyric sheet. No one was able to leave the, the lyric book. So people wrote down their thoughts and their feelings on the songs in real time. So it was almost like market research. Uh, like criticisms? No, not it was just things that uh, <laughs> could maybe. Could you imagine? Yeah, he was like, don't like this one. Shit song. <laughs> A little slow. <laughs> A little slow. Um, so yeah, we... Um, we were able to read a bunch of the feedback from the songs and like what it reminded people of and that kind of thing. What it was touched all you the most to read? What's sorry? What note touched you the most? Um, I like it when they're going, when we were going for certain references and people were like, oh, this reminds me of that. And I'm like, awesome. So like, there's a song that kind of sounds like the national and there's another song that sounds like the war on drugs. And people were like, oh, this is giving me war on drugs vibes. <laughs> Kind of sounds like the national you'll be seeing my lawyer and the guy from the national was <laughs> yeah. there. It's his note into the book. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're excited. You know, I feel like, you know, we, we put a lot of music. It's going to be our eighth record, I think, which is a lot. And we put out a record in September of 22. We put out a record in September, 2021. We put out campfire chords in August of 2020. Do you consider Campfire Chords an album? I don't really, but mm -hmm. some Markels fans do. Right. And they get, and some of the hardcore ones get offended when I'm like, that's not really an album. They're like, it's right. my favorite album. Because it's a cover album of your own songs. Yeah, with a couple new ones. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but I think, I don't think I was in the mood at all to to write anything that was like, here's another big old banger from Markels. Bam, bam. Yeah, you it's like there's that. so many of those got like you many. could do those hits in your sleep not even that it's just like <laughs> making set lists is hard now it's just like what songs are we going to play we have too many yeah. songs to choose from yeah so when you get to this album which like you've said is a little bit more in that singer songwritery folklore vein we have a section of the live show now where you bring it down yeah you know, and there's like, a couple things i can't talk about just yet gotcha uh, but related to that vibe that might I be like happening it. this summer oh exciting would you ever do an album just full of arena anthems <laughs> that's all the other albums man oh, okay. oh right, <laughs> right 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 i've been trying like once and like twice <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um i i i've listened we've had what over 200 interviews of artists people who've been on here promoting their records talking about their records and i always ask this question how um how open are you going to be about sort of your inspiration for the mm. record in your press as you go forward good question i haven't really thought that far ahead mm. it was actually the the, the the listening session was a good opportunity to start thinking about how you want to talk about it. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's a very like intimate, heartfelt record. It's about being confused a lot in your love life and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I didn't think you'd say that much. I was going to say you're going to dance around it. That was pretty dancey. Well, he said the L word, he did, which yeah. is rare. I find it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like if it feels like, I don't know how much I yeah. want to dive into. Well, it's it. a great record. And I think that a lot of ours too, it's like, let people assign their own things mm -hmm. to the lyrics. Let it mean something to them. They don't yeah. necessarily need to know your impetus for every song. Yeah. Well, the other thing about this whole process, so there's obviously the writing and recording the record and I want to get into it because on another pod episode when the whole thing's out, probably just like what it meant to the band. Cause it was an amazing team building, um, unifying moment for our group. Like it was amazing that we, uh, that the band was so invested in it. It's like kind of a self-produced record too. Cool. Um, but the, the spot that we're in right now is just marketing the fucking thing, which is a whole other creative exercise. And so it's like, okay, best practices on TikTok. How do we have grabby hooks to like get the average listener in? And it's like, and it's, it's endless. It's yeah. really like, you could be thinking about this 24 hours a day and you don't know exactly what's going to work. You have a feeling on what's good, what's bad, but yeah, that that's where we're at right now. And is I think I can talk about this. 
I was, uh, I sent the song to Buble and Buble had like, like FaceTime me immediately. Wow. And he was on, <laughs> he's the best. He was on a massage chair, oh my but God. with his, like, but the camera's like, his face is through yeah. the hole. Through the hole. Yeah, yeah, I got it. And he immediately starts riffing on all these TikTok ideas. He's like, all right, this is what you need to do. And he's giving me all this kind of like amazing advice. But what, what I liked about talking to Buble about it, and this is probably true of anybody who, who cares and is an entertainer and wants to do as good a job as they can, is that he's like, listen, like you, now's the time. You got to strike. I'm going to get to work on some stuff. You, you know, call your friends, like get them involved. Like, so he's just like, Oh, I love like what a tryhard uh Buble is because I'm a tryhard too. Mm -hmm. and is he a good TikToker? Yeah, great TikToker. Oh, okay. Yeah, really, really. I find the TikTok algorithm is so weird right now. It's the worst it's ever been. Yeah. Why do you say that? Doesn't reward TikToks the way it used to. Yeah. Like one that I would do that would get hundreds of thousands gets Two thousand. Mm. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, I don't like that. It's yeah, <laughs> obviously. Like one out of twenty <laughs> now will get into the hundreds of thousands, where before it was like one out of every three. Yeah, it's it's so stupid, fucking dumb app. But um, <laughs> yeah. So if you guys have any TikTok ideas out there, just send them over because we'll do them. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But, but uh, there's news about Matt Healy that I'm dying to oh, hear about. <laughs> <laughs> so. Our listeners know that I, I love the 1975. I also, I love that Shane segued that. He has no idea what the news is. He just knows that Ash put it in the pod group. And then he said before we rolled, I intentionally didn't read about this so I could learn about it in the segment. Yeah. That's good. Let's do it, Max. So we love Taylor Swift. I love Maddie Healy. Taylor Swift has famously broken off things with Joe Alwyn, the, her kind of secret boyfriend that she was with for a long time. I'll also say I did the same thing. I haven't read about this either. Oh, so yeah, I right. put you on the spot, but I've, I'm no, I'm also fine. learning as yeah. well. I'm okay, open this book. Is great. Mm, and by the way, by the time this comes out, maybe they're broken up now, or maybe they're, they're together. Ah, shit. So <laughs> wait, Matt Healy and Taylor Swift are together. So, what, so, so rumors oh. started to come out that he was going to be tall is, uh, Matt Healy. He always talks about this. He's, uh, he's five, six, seven. No, he's six feet. And he, he's always mad though. That people don't think, think he's, he's six feet. Yeah. I thought maybe they were a tolly smolly situation. Like, <laughs> tally, me, mm. like me and Danica. <laughs> tally, oh, no, no. I mean, she might be they're probably around the same height. So rumors started coming out that they were dating and he was going to show up to her Nashville show. She was doing two or three mm. nights at the stadium in Nashville. And leading into that, he had, a show like two nights before and the fans are so obsessed that during one of the love songs he he kind of mouths into the camera that is following him on the stage but he's like i love you you know this is about you i love you the next night at her show she was like in tampa or something like that she mouths back into the camera i love you this mm. is about you so mm. all like the internet sleuths are like oh my mm. god they're talking to each other wow so there's a new story that breaks that says Matty Healy and Taylor Swift are dating. He's going to show up in Nashville to the show. And Phoebe Bridgers is opening the show. And there's rumors that like Jack Antonoff uh, set them up because Jack Antonoff worked on the 1975 record. He obviously worked on the Taylor Swift record. They're all friends, all part of the same group. So on my TikTok algorithm, it's literally just fan videos of Matty Healy in some kind of private box with like Gigi Hadid and who else? Uh, there's some, some other models, like part, part of her crew, like singing along and just like, and just enjoying the show. So, and then there's like paparazzi photo of like the two of them in like a SUV or whatever. Anyway, I'm loving all this because it, it's, I think it really works for both of them. And by the way, I don't give a fuck about celebrity culture, but I do love Taylor Swift and I love Maddie Healy. And the only thing that could make Maddie Healy and the 1975 bigger in this planet is him dating Taylor Swift. Do you think it's a still cold uh, PR play on his well, part? This is, and the only thing that can make Taylor Swift cool, I, I, she could probably date a number of cool guys, but like he is like king shit, bad boy, but also woke king right now in his own weird way. And I think it gives her cred points and gives him popularity points. Mm. And so I'm so, and they're, but they're also like entertainers. And like Matt Healy has talked about uh, Kim and Kanye West being art pieces and he, how, how like they are, they exist to be this like famous couple that kind of do insane public events and like they're just very much public figures. And he, so he's a bit of like an actor guy in that respect. He's living art. He's too. living yeah. art. 
So is the, he still allowed yeah. to do like spit wine? And John and Yoko did it first, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they did. No, I, and he'd probably be taking from that school of thought. Yeah. So I can also see a world where he and Taylor have been like, yo, this is really good for both of us. Like you're, you're single. I'm single. Let's just tell everyone that we're fucking dating. <laughs> and even if we're not, because it's just really good for both of us. You're suggesting it's a mutually beneficial arrangement it and could maybe be. not love. I don't know. Maybe it is love, but I'm saying if it wasn't love, I wouldn't hold it against them. Does and I'd, Taylor need and to I'd be more popular? That even more. He's I'd saying she needs more. more cool points. That's what I she don't gets know. out of it. Cool points might hurt her. No. I mean, these are like arena. They're selling out arenas around the world. So it's not like he's like so left of center. Like he's still a very popular guy, but he's, he is pretty cool. But can he still kiss young women at his shows and whatnot? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they've talked about that. Then they're in bed. Hey, Matt. Maddie, yeah. I was just thinking, are you still going to do, now that we're official, are you still going to do that thing where you're just kissing girls on stage? Yeah. And they end up in a jealousy trap and she starts kissing young boys. <laughs> at yeah, now that would be a good jealousy trap. Yeah. yeah fuck. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that it's uh, true love <laughs> that you've learned about this for the last three minutes? <laughs> or do you think that uh, it's a publicity stunt? And if it is a publicity stunt, let me say, I think I'm all about it. I think it's great. I feel like Taylor must be hard to be in a relationship with. I don't know. <laughs> you Any think relationship? Maddie's an easy guy to be in a relationship no, with? No, I don't. I don't. So it could be a good match. Maybe two like challenging weird people, like alpha uh-huh. personalities. I also that think could that be the they magic like, formula. They're also, they just know there's probably a shelf life to the relationship. And the next album is written already. Because everybody's going to know for both of them. Yeah. And each each of those new songs, whenever they come out in two years... Everyone's going to know exactly what they're about and it's going to make the songs that much bigger. It's kind of awesome. I think like I a, love it. I love it. If I was pitching like a, uh, I don't know who the, the guy that does like those like British comedies, like Notting Hill or like songs and lyrics or whatever. My pitch for this plot would be two big, like international stars get together as an arrangement Mm. And they're going to get all the publicity you said. One gets street cred, one gets mm. a boost in their popularity, and then they both get records out of the eventual sort of manufactured breakup. But something happens they didn't anticipate. They actually fall. They in actually love. fall in love. They fall yeah. in love madly uh, in love, mm. and it ends up ruining their careers because they're so content. They just kind of go and get and a nice farm. Just ends and their career is just a steady decline. Well, because they just go live <laughs> on a farm in the country, and they're happy, and they raise some children, and they basically leave their international sort of pop stardom behind because they found love. But what's the turn at the end of the movie? Because because something has to happen. At the end you of the movie. jump ahead five years, and you realize that their family doesn't make them happy, and they're desperate to become famous again. <laughs> That they're actually so dead inside that they need the adulation of strangers. Yeah. I need strangers to love me because those I know is not enough. There's an Owen Wilson movie with Jennifer Lopez where- Oh, they just came out recently. Yeah. She kind of has a publicity stunt, but then she actually falls in love with Owen Wilson. Really? Yeah. Is she like a pop star? Is that She's a pop star. Yeah. yeah. And he's just a normal guy. Yes. And she falls in love with him. Yeah, that's good. Well, it's kind of like Notting Hill, right? Where he, she's the big star and she tries to avoid the paparazzi. And so mm. she goes into his bookstore, Hugh Grant's bookstore or whatever. And then that's the famous, like the line is, was like, I'm just a boy standing in front of a girl asking her to oh, love him. Yeah. That's from the end of that book mm. or that movie. Sorry. I've never seen that one. You never saw Notting Hill? No. Oh, it's, it's very good. Like as far as those rom-coms go, it's very charming and okay. they have really good sort of like chemistry. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What do you think makes better music? Being in love or like breaking mm, up? What a great question. I think the being in love has a shorter, you can get less out of it. You, you, you do like two or three of those songs, but then I think breaking up can offer like hundreds of songs. But as a listener, what do you prefer to listen to? Or maybe there's okay, another option. Question? There's the like unrequited kind of like, I want to hold your hand would be an unrequited kind of like longing song. Right? Uh-huh. So there's three categories. So you're saying personally, what's the best? I see. Were you asking him as a songwriter, what he gets more mileage out of and and, and content or what do we like as listeners? As listeners. Yeah. Okay. And then there's just the fucking songs. (laughs) Trent Reznor. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, Yeah. Yeah. He's not very uh, subtle in that one. Yeah. I think I, Ooh, good question. I, I tend to like the, the falling in love songs. (laughs) Like my favorite song right now by landslide is waffle house. And I fucking love that song. What by, is that? By the, by the Jonas Brothers. Mm, oh. I haven't heard it. Oh, it's great. How's it go? The Joe Bros wrote in my rotation. Oh, I'm going to play it for you guys right now. It's, oh, wow. There is allowed, it, Ash, can we clear that? Is it can it play? Uh, it's seconds, seconds or less. All right. um, because there is a lyric that in the chorus, I'm like, what is the lyric? I can't even make out the lyric. But my TikTok algorithm, besides for being Maddie Healy at Taylor Swift shows, is the Jonas Brothers. That's all I'm getting. And the lyric, tell me, okay, tell me if you guys know what this, what he's saying in this lyric. Okay. okay. This lyric coming up here. Try to kill each other and you, we know it's always love? Yeah. No, the one before that. Oh. Something about her father? <laughs> yeah. So the lyric, Shane, could you get it? Well, I, I was, I was listening to the wrong part. Give me one more t- chance with it. <laughs> I like this game. It's hard. Yeah. A headstrong father. And uh, I didn't get that one. So, okay. This is so interesting because when I first saw the question, I was like, what the fuck is he saying? And like, you know, the rules of pop songwriting is like, if you don't know what they're saying in the chorus. That's I like what- trying to guess. Like I went to the synagogue. <laughs> the synagogue. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, I'm just And the sermon of sermon life, sir. <laughs> I don't know. That's the sermon. Okay, so I didn't know what the fuck it was, but I've watched so many other fucking TikToks. Is it criminal? And, no. And a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> so the lyric is: the, I'll go from the full chorus. Is uh, now don't get stressed. It's going to get figured out. Deep conversations at the Waffle House. Headstrong father and a determined mother. Wow. That's why some nights we tried to kill each other, but you wow. know it's always like And a determined mother. Yeah, and I like but the, the thing is like it's it's a bad it's bad because you don't know what the the listener doesn't know what the fuck they're saying. But once you know it, you're like, "Oh, that's my favorite lyric of the song" yeah. because you're getting a sense of who the person is that you're arguing with. Of course. Who's like, "Oh, you got a headstrong father and a determined mother. That's what makes you you. It's that's awesome. why we try." Those two words together are interesting because determined the 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 the, the, the M in determined slides into the mother naturally mm-hmm. so it sounds like one word determined mother like you're actually you don't get to the end of determined no you kind of just go right into mother determined mother. mother yeah it's a weird one but, but interesting but but once you know the lyric it actually makes it elevates the entire song it sure. goes from like okay you're hanging out at a waffle house it's only love whatever but it's like oh the the actual key detail is that detail but do you like that it's like indecipherable and that you have to lean in i normally would say that's um a miscue right like that's it's a negative thing yeah yeah they it's a misfire. bug not a feature yeah but now you're thinking it's but, a feature but now i think it's a feature and very rarely in pop songwriting does that happen but like once in a while this thing will happen where you're like oh that's what katie perry saying in that song and i actually like it what's more. the most famous misunderstood lyric jimmy oh, there's hendrix a, there's a kiss bunch. this guy yeah kiss this guy 
Um, I feel like Blinded by the Light or whatever. Uh, wrapped up like a juice. Yeah. 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 People always kind of just mumble through That's that. That's a Bruce Springsteen song. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's okay. like his version, version is like an acoustic too. version. Oh, wow. You think it's better than the, Way wait, better. what's the, the 80s band? They were one hit wonder, the ones that actually got the hit with it. Just heard lyrics. Um, Let's see. Uh, so, but that song is about sort of like being in love with somebody and the passion about it. Yeah. It's a good question though, because it's like, it kind of reminds me weirdly of like news, like, like, uh, John Krasinski had the good news network, which was kind of popular for a minute. But then there's the old adage about the news. Like if it bleeds, it leads. Like we are drawn to negative news stories naturally. We just, it's like, there's like, nobody is going to sit in the good for too long. I don't know what it says about us as a species. I honestly think maybe music is somewhat like that as well. Like a yeah. song about falling in love can be nice, but I feel like it doesn't like attach itself to people the same as like a breakup song or something that deals with pain. I think more hits are love songs. Than pain songs. Yeah. They I think, do, right? Yeah. Cause ballads aren't as hitty. You know what a publisher told me once? I was actually just telling this to John Popolis is that uh, this was years and years, years ago. Someone that worked for EMI. They're saying write songs with sunshine in them or sun because advertisers want them. People listen to them the most. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing. And I saw the Beatles number one stream song is uh, Here Comes the Sun. Mm. And I kn knew that a couple, like I knew that a couple years ago. I saw that. I was like, wow, that like over Hey Jude, all these things. It's Here Comes the Sun. It's like Cheryl Crow's most, I bet you if you looked, I don't know this for a fact, Soak Up the Sun might be her number one thing. I guarantee you Len's most popular song. <laughs> 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 Are you sure? Yeah, okay, I'll do that one. But anyway, I always thought that was an interesting thing. Like, like, like basically like after want to buy songs about sun, people like being in the sunshine Island in the sun is yeah. Weezer's number one song out of any of their what songs. What about Say It Ain't So? It's, it's bigger, more streamed than Say really? It Ain't So. Yeah. This Makes all the fucking I listened to playlist. Say It Ain't So on the way to work today. So good. 141 million YouTube views. What a views. song though, eh? Yeah. Say It Ain't So? Yeah. It's a great song. I love that song. Cool this, video This list too. is so stupid because I looked up most famous misheard lyrics. I love it. And it's on NME, so you think it'd be like a good reputable source. But this, these are just like stupid like puns. Okay, this one's the, for number one: <laughs> money, money for nothing, and the chips for free. Chips for free? That's funny. No one's actually thought no. that. But like, the, uh, it's, what is it? Drinks? Chicks for free. Chicks. Yeah, the drinks for free. <laughs> well, it's almost like they're doing parody lyrics. Yeah, it's as like, yeah, we built the city on sausage rolls. Like no, nobody no, thought no that thought was that. the lyric. Um, it's rock and roll. See yeah, that yeah. girl, watch her scream, kicking the dancing queen. No, yeah. So what is that? Digging the though? dancing queen. It's digging. You dig right. in the dancing queen. Uh, excuse me while I kiss this guy. Dancing queen. Well, I kiss this guy. Yeah, that's what people yeah, people oh. do think that. Oh. Yeah, is he saying was he gay? Um, yeah, uh, dancing queen. Feel the beat from the tangerine. Like nobody thought that. No. This is a dumb list. What's a misheard Arkells lyric that's common, and you're like, Ooh. that's not it. Um, it's a good question. Tim does a lot of puns. Um, yeah, we've gone over that. Oh, what? there's a oh, there's a bunch, actually, that people sometimes get wrong. Okay, well, think about that. What's your favorite sad song? Speaking, of, we'll do sad and happy song. Well, it was funny. We were, when we were out for after the basketball game, AJ was saying that Yellow was a sad song. <laughs> and then we broke it down, and Yellow is not a sad no, song. No, I told him it's a fucking love song. But AJ, I think slow songs are always misconstrued yes. as sad. Yeah. Okay. What's my favorite sad song? Like for me, like when we were talking about what's a, like, what's a, are people drawn more to sad songs or happy songs? I mean, it was like, I was like, I think happy songs. I want to feel good or affirmational, mm -hmm. feel inspired. Like, Hey Jude is a song that is like, um, it's meant to inspire you to, even when you're down, it's like the, the, mm -hmm. the, the author's giving sort of like uh, a pep talk advice and how to feel better, et cetera, et cetera. But a song that like I connect to so much is, uh, no distance left to run by blur, which is mm. like one of the saddest breakup songs. How's um, that go? It's like, it's over. I knew it would end this way. You know, if you ever see me turn your no back and walk away, to run. what a devastating, I got no oh, distance okay. left to run. Like basically Ooh. just the end of the relationship, even though they had all this love and, uh, it's, 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 it's a, it's awesome. The melody's great. The guitar works great. I love that song, but I'm like, it's such a sad, sad song, mm. you know, but why do I remember that one more so than like, I can't even think what's a famous like love song. My favorite love song is The Book of Love, uh, Peter Gabriel. Who wrote The Book of Love? Mm. It's actually by, it's, it's a cover. It's not even his song, but his version of it. Magnetic Fields is the original, but Peter Gabriel wrote that. And it, it, they played at weddings and stuff, and that always makes me cry. It's really, really good. The Book of Love. The Book of Love is long and boring. There's lots of chapters. Da, da, da. You're thinking of who wrote, who, who, who wrote the book of love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chapter one. Yeah, and you yeah. go through all the chapters. You know that one, right? I do. I don't oh, know really? It's like a 60s song or something. Mm. 
I like Sam Cooke songs. Yeah, like all do. those are, you know, love songs. Yeah. What's the sad song though? Best uh, sad song. Cupid, Best sad later. song. You love that uh, later on your arrow song. You know, one is the loneliest number. There you go. That's a sad song. <laughs> it's a good song though. Uh, is don't let me down a, a love song or a sad song? It's like a warning. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't don't you don't uh, you dare. Uh, it's a good thing right I, now. I love the little chorus or whatever you want to call it, that. I'm in love for the first time. I'm don't you know it's gonna last? The first time. Don't you know it's gonna last? Ashley, what are some good sad? I feel like the National has a lot of mm. sad songs. Oh, soon enough, work and love. It's Constantine's. Does, oh, Constantine's. Soon enough, work and love will make a man out of you. But that's not that sad. Ash, are you a big Constantine's person as well? She loves Constantine's. Oh, the look she just yeah. gave. Because I know you're a big Constantine's Yeah, guy. she's part of the crew. There you go. Um, anyway, um, man. what else is going on? I, th- I think I had another subject. Yeah, I had a, I had a little. Less. How long have we been going for? Prepared. We're sitting at a good 37 minutes. Okay, well, let's right, what Taylor thing. Swift played a long show. Do we care about that, or is that not? Oh, nothing? that's interesting. Is that too much? Okay, actually, Swift I, got, I got a better one. Okay, oh. delete that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we, don't, that. we don't have Taylor. Yeah. Okay, so um, and I, you guys are sort of experts in in this. Um, this this comedy show has a Imagine Dragons sketch in it. Right? Uh, there's a moment. There's about, a moment. Yes, yes. Sorry, where the Imagine Dragons oh, the are referenced. Yes, 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 the, yes, yes. The and the singer of Imagine Dragons just showed up at a rally for oh, right. the Writers Guild mm, that are strike. currently on strike right yeah. now. And people are making jokes about it. Be like, this is, you know, if you're on strike, this is the last thing you'd want to hear. Um, so I guess my question is, is it, do they get too much shit, the Imagine Dragons? Or are you asking, are they the new Nickelback? Yeah. And who would you want? Would you be pissed off if they showed up to, if you guys were on strike? I wouldn't be pissed off. I think it'd be very funny did, like, and did interesting. They, well, also, it's like, what are you here to do? Like, just sing us a song. Like, bring. Are, did you bring pizza? Like, what are you, are you? Are you helping the front line? Like, are you just here to like lift our morale by singing fucking what's <laughs> radioactive? The song? Thank you. Know. Like radio. You're just gonna come and give us some acapella radioactive. That doesn't help me. <laughs> what would you prefer? Nickelback showing up and be like, kicking your ass will be a pleasure. <laughs> Whoever has or, more pizza, yeah. you get oh, hungry it's striking. Pizza? It's all about what you're bringing. You're bringing copies. You're bringing pizza. Are you Nickelback. Like, would be funnier though, right? Nickelback would be sick. I know. I, I heard you on a podcast talking about how much you love them. We yeah. did this negotiation. You yeah. would be a pleasure. <laughs> Negotiation. Negotiation. It's too word. bad. It's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, movie oh studios. Yeah. Oh, um, who who would you want to show up? Then I guess is my question. If, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a musician. It could be. Can anybody. they be dead? <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beatles would be cool. Beatles would be cool. Yeah, that'd be a yeah. big one. You get the Beatles to reunite in front of Bell Media on 299 next time you guys are on the strike. Oh, man, the Beatles. Yeah, who else would you? Maybe, maybe some stand-up comedy? comedy? Uh, I don't be know. It's a bunch Dane of writers. Cook just shows yeah. up and doing a set. Anybody rich that shows up to sort of be a bit indulgent is... Like, a lot of those writers aren't... You know, you the people get the press are like, oh, there's that famous person is online and picking her, or there's James L. Brooks who's like a very famous show creator, you know, whatever director. It's like, but the vast majority of these people are like living wage working people in a union that are like, this strike is like they're fucked. Food's off their table, and I sometimes think if you're one of these people, like, is it a morale boost to have? I don't know. You'd have to ask. I think it'd be cool if, if someone famous showed up and was just like, yeah, I'm here. It just depends on how what what they're doing when they get there. It's like they're making it all kind of about them. Then you're sort of maybe rolling your eyes a little bit. Yeah. Like, I like, I don't know if Chris Martin showed up with a piano on the back of a flatbread and like sang a couple songs. And everyone <laughs> flatbread. <laughs> flatbread he flies in. I'm obsessed with the pizza. <laughs> a flatbed pickup truck with some flatbread pizza. Yes. Flatbread would be awesome if he showed up with a bunch of flatbreads and started throwing them out. And it was all yeah. yellow. It was all pepperoni. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was all cheddar. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I needed. Oh, man. Uh, so yeah, like again, like maybe it's just my taste to music maybe there are some people that are, think it's really cool to have the guys sh- did you just show up and sing i don't know this i story. don't even know but i just got me thinking about who you want to show up in these was his shirt moments. on i think his shirt michael was jordan on. would be cool jordan would be cool if he brought like a yeah. hoop and you could shoot yeah some hoops you could shoot you could play a cool horse idea. with jordan yeah you just be like but okay. can you can you spell the horse though if you're a writer <laughs> <laughs> no no he's actually there on no writing the we're not allowed to write. he gets them to break their their <laughs> thing by getting them to write yeah that's, that's crazy yeah, horse is a good idea. Throwing a football mm-hmm. around with Tom Brady. That'd be cool. And you know what? Maybe I'm maybe I'm underestimating when you're out there for eight hours a day. Uh-huh. Maybe any sort of entertainment is nice to pass the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but let's wrap it up. All right. That was it for your list? No, I got I got more. Give us one more on your let's list. Then we can wrap it. Okay, yeah, more, we got more. some time. 
Um, oh, okay. Here's the thing. I went to a very cool event on Monday and I was invited last minute by a friend, David, and it's this program called Real Start. It was, uh, it was, um, started by this high school teacher in Toronto named Adrian. And she, she's not in the film business at all, but she teaches at like an inner city uh, high school with lots of like immigrants and new Canadians. And she was like, these kids are so talented and have stories to tell. And I want to show them that there's a path to do this. So she recruited her university best pal, Evan Goldberg, mm. to uh, to help start this Let program. Let people know who he is. Evan Goldberg is the writing partner for Seth Rogen. He's, a, he's from Vancouver. He went to McGill, I think, lives in L.A. now. And he's like, you know, one of the biggest writer producers in Hollywood. Yeah. He's a part of basically everything Seth does. And so as a result, the kids storyboard these these movies, these short films, and then they get like professional studios, like animation studios and professional voice actors to, to play the roles. So like, wow, they show, so we saw like seven minutes short about this, this black girl who has strained her hair and she's getting lots of compliments on Instagram. But then this one boy says like, how long did it take you to straighten your hair? That's not what your hair actually looks like. And through the animation, she goes inside the phone and starts realizing what it's like to look up at people who are on their phones all day long and what they're actually going through. Anyway, it's a great little story. And Seth has a bunch of different Hollywood actors playing some of the roles and they have an animation studio involved. And, um, Anna Perna is a sponsor. Um, and a bunch of other film companies are sponsors of this event. And, and when it was at the Royal theater on college street, we go in there and there's all these notes of congratulations from Seth Rogen, Sasha Baron Cohen. He's a Scott sponsor. He's saying these nice things about the program. And it was just so fucking cool. And a very sort of like boots on the ground approach to like showing any young person that like, this is how it's done. It's like, it doesn't have to be as mysterious. You pull back the curtain and you get to work on stuff. And I think a lot of people that are born into privilege understand that immediately because their parents go, Oh, my buddy works in film. Just talk to that guy. And those paths are obvious. But if you don't have those paths right in front of you, then you're like, how the fuck do I ever do anything? So, so it was, I just think that program probably changed the lives of a lot of kids. It made me think about you two, about how you guys think you would do in this era because the technology is a lot more readily available for anybody who wants to make stuff, which is actually really cool. Cause probably when you guys were growing up, like buying a camera and editing anything together was probably so expensive and such a chore. Yeah. Um, now there's so much competition. Oh, interesting. So anybody can do it. You now. also really needed to, I don't know if this is true, but like you really had to be into it and pursue it. Now it feels so like omnipresent, like everybody is in media or entertainment of some level. Like, so if you have, an, if you have an Instagram account, you're sort of a savvy sort of putter together of content. Yeah. There's too many opportunities out there for, the, for these kids. Yeah. Like our parents are curating their Facebook, whatever. Mm. Like, I just feel like everybody thinks with that brain now. Whereas Everyone's think, like knows the numbers too. Everyone's like an analytics 100%. major. Now. Everybody's everything. And I just think like everybody feels like they're a part of the entertainment field on some level, even yeah. if they're not like whether you're posting photos of your kids or whatever you're curating, you're thinking in a certain way. I think back when we were like teenagers, you really, it, it was harder to find people obsessed with like SNL mm. or who, like how something gets made or like people that were really nerdy about film directors. Now it feels like a lot of people on are into that and doing that kind of work. Did you say it's accurate or do you think that's like... Yeah, everyone's doing Everyone it. Everyone does yeah. a version of it. It's like a social thing. It's not even to be famous. No. But sometimes you might just be trying to do something to like impress your friends. You can go viral. Yes. Mm. Yes. Like everybody does it as a point. I think back then it was more niche. So you you're know? happy that you grew up in the time that you did. Oh, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. Well, first of all, actually, I want to talk about this. And that was a great question. I think that was a good way to open that. But I was going to ask, did you tell Evan that story about how you asked for the photo on the red carpet of the Hall of Fame? <laughs> you did not remember me. And I don't think you did, which is great. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I was thinking about See, that. See, I'm the sort of person who's like, you know, funny story, Evan. And then uh, explain the thing. But, but you, you talked to Evan. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Was little, Seth there? Seth was not there. Oh. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's a good question. Like I, for me to get it, my path into like the industry is so random. I entered a VJ search. I got in, I was one of eight people that got to come to Toronto. I think I've told the story in the pod before, right? And there's a way longer version of the story, but so an eight, eight people out of over 2000 entries that wow. got to come to Toronto for the weekend and be on TV for a whole weekend. And like back then in like 2002, it was like, being on TV was a big deal. They ran huge. that shit all the time. Like I was like Hamilton famous. Like it was crazy uh -huh. and fun. So I didn't get in. I got into the top five of the eight and then 
I got cut when it got down to three. I got called into producer's office. She's like, oh, you're a little bit too much like Rick. Rick the Temp was still around. Hamilton mm-hmm. was like, okay, whatever. And then Justin Stockman, amazing uh, pod father, you know, Pinterest Saint, he brought me back to work very sort of like unit assistant worked my way up. But for a guy from Hamilton that literally, I was out of high school. I didn't go to college. I didn't do anything. I just started to apply to schools. And then I got in here as a unit assistant four hours a day. And then I was able to sort of like grow that into a career. But that entry point was so fucking rare. Mm-hmm. That that was like a lottery ticket. That was like yeah. me winning the lottery. And I was like, wow, like I've just got a career now in Toronto, which was so random and kind of like lightning striking. But I love that it happened that way. And it's unique. But we were like, how did you get in? It's one, my advice is antiquated because it was so long ago. Mm-hmm. Two, I guess now you get in based on like the strength of your YouTube videos. I don't know. What do you think? Like, I'm antiquated, I guess, because people ask me and I go, everyone I know has won contest to get here. <laughs> like, you won a contest yeah. and uh, Mark Myers won the temp contest. Yes. I won MTV's S trip contest. Yeah. So I just go, yeah, I just entered a contest, man. Like, keep <laughs> and people ask me all the time how to break into a TV. And I always say the same thing. They're like, oh, okay. How do you think you break in now? Like, is it just like, it's still luck. There's only so many spots. Like in a job like this, most people are doing their own thing now and trying to be independent. But like, if you want to work for, yeah, like it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know. Just produce shit. Like we made our own pilot to get the sketch show. And a lot of people ask us how we did that. And I find people don't want to shoot pilots. They just want to keep pitching and pitching. Mm -hmm. Like just make it. Yeah. Make it show. Like actually show people how Uh funny you are. And I got that from uh, listening to a podcast with Andy Samberg, mm, who was yeah. just saying that the, with Lonely Island, no one thought that the shit would work on SNL. So they just shot it and showed them. We're like, here. And they were like, oh, this could work. And then mm-hmm. they started going viral. Yeah, it's so easy. So it's, it's very hard if you're just like talking through a creative idea for people to totally understand it. Sometimes you can do it. And like, oh, okay, I get it. But oftentimes, like, no, this is actually what it's going to look like. And that's the effective thing. But I think if you're a young person, yeah, making stuff is good. So probably some combination of like just your general attitude and how you appear in the room. You're like, you're real. You're like, oh, just on the side. I've done all these different things just with my friends, just to show that you're passionate about it. And then probably if you, if there's some creative program at a college or university, that that probably helps, you know, if, if you want a job like at a media company, but I don't know. Fellas, that is our time for today. That is it. That is all. That is our episode. Thank you to Nathan Nash. Thank you to Manager Ash. Guys, this is a great hang. Maybe the best. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.